0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns Podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the solemnity of the Epiphany of the Lord. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who on this day revealed your only begotten Son to the nations by the guidance of a star. Grant in your mercy that we who know you already by faith may be brought to behold the beauty of your sublime glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever.
1: Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Arise, shine out Jerusalem, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is rising on you. Though night still covers the earth, and darkness the peoples. Above you the Lord now rises, and above you his glory appears. The nations come to your light, and kings to your dawning brightness. Lift up your eyes and look round. All are assembling and coming towards you. Your sons from far away, and daughters being tenderly carried. At this sight you will grow radiant, your hearts throbbing and full, since the riches of the sea will will flow to you. The wealth of the nations come to you. Camels in throngs will cover you, and dromedaries from Midian and Ephah. Everyone in Sheba will come, bringing gold and incense, and singing the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you.
2: Lord, every nation on earth will adore you.
1: O God, give your judgment to the king, to a king's son, your justice. He may judge your people in justice and your poor in right judgment. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. In his days justice shall flourish. And peace till the moon fails. He shall rule from sea to sea, from the great river to earth's bounds. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The kings of Tarshish and the sea coasts shall pay him tribute. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall bring him gifts. Before him all kings shall fall prostrate, all nations shall serve him. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. For he shall save the poor when they cry, and the needy who are helpless. He will have pity on the weak, and save the lives of the poor. Lord,
2: every nation on earth will adore you. A reading from the letter of Saint Paul to the Ephesians. You have probably heard how I have been entrusted by God with the grace he meant for you, and that it was by revelation that I was given the knowledge of the mystery. This mystery that has been revealed through the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets was unknown to any men in past generations. It meant that pagans now share the same inheritance that they are parts of the same body and that the same promise has been made to them in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. We have seen his star in the east and have come to adore the Lord. Alleluia.
0: The Lord be with you.
2: And with your spirit.
0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew.
2: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: After Jesus had been born at Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod, some wise men came to Jerusalem from the east. Where is the infant king of the Jews, they asked. We saw his star as it rose, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was perturbed, and so was the whole of Jerusalem. He called together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people and inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. At Bethlehem in Judea, they told him, For this is what the prophet wrote, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men to see him privately. He asked them the exact date on which the star had appeared and sent them on to Bethlehem. Go and find out all about the child, he said, and when you have found him, let me know, so that I too may go and do him homage. Having listened to what the king had to say, they set out. And there in front of them was the star they had seen rising. It went forward and halted over the place where the child was. The sight of the star filled them with delight, and going into the house they saw the child with his mother Mary, and falling to their knees they did him homage. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, and returned to their own country by a different way. The Gospel of the Lord
2: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Well, we've just finished the season of gift giving. Uh, You know, a time when, no doubt, all across Australia, one single phrase has reverberated. Just remember, it's the thought that counts. And, uh, you know, I suppose after Christmas, sites like eBay and Gumtree and, you know, the trading post are just clogged with unwanted presents and, you know, shops all over the country spend weeks of January exchanging gifts that had been bought for people who didn't want them. And all the while we kind of repeat the mantra, just remember, it's the thought that counts. It's funny though, when you think about it, the quality of a really good present comes from the thought that's put into it. Having the ability to buy a great gift for someone comes from the fact that you know the person well. You know, I've cottoned on to his or her likes or dislikes, the projects he or she's working on. You know, I might be able to buy a gift that highlights a talent that he or she possesses or, you know, perhaps in a good spirit to be able to buy a gift that pokes fun at a shortcoming. You know, a really good gift comes to be an expression of knowledge and intimacy and, you know, the true quality of the gift comes from the correspondence that comes between the nature of the gift and the character of the receiver. It really is the thought that counts because the gift communicates something of how much the giver cares about the receiver and how well the giver knows and has given consideration to the receiver. In some ways, it's a little bit unfortunate that we say it's the thought that counts when we get a fairly ho-hum gift, because I suppose in, in those situations, it would probably be better if we said it's the attempt that counts. You know, thanks very much for the gift, but you know, it didn't quite hit the mark. But I appreciate you trying. It's funny, a few weeks ago, someone told me a joke that, you know, if the three wise men had been women, then, you know, they would have cleaned the stable, made a casserole and brought gifts that the baby could actually use, you know, maybe some nappies or a teddy bear or a teething ring. Um, But, yeah, I must say the the joke kind of made my eyes roll a little bit because the gifts of the three wise men, okay, they're not practical, but they're right on the money. You see, nappies and casseroles and teddy bears may be useful gifts for any old baby. But Jesus isn't just anyone. If it really is the thought that counts, then the gifts of the wise men should reflect the uniqueness of the Christ child. And gold, frankincense and myrrh do, in fact, show incredible forethought about the child Jesus. Certainly a kind of prophetic word that you know the wise men maybe not even have been aware of. So what's so great about these gifts? Well, gold, the most precious among, you know, ancient metals and a symbol of royalty. The wise men go looking for the infant king of the Jews. Now, this will be a kind of ironic title, too, because he'll be crucified under a sign that declares that he's the king of the Jews. Already, there's this kind of link that's being established between the one who is born and the one who will be crucified. But this kingdom is not of this world. The wise men come and bring gold, they bring a tribute. And this is the honour that they give to their ruler. They're placing themselves under his reign. Giving Jesus the gift of gold is proclaiming his kingship. So what about frankincense? Well, I mean, all over the world, incense is a universal symbol for the adoration of God. And it's interesting to see how many different religions use incense. Hindus, Buddhists, Christians... So many native traditions have things like smoking ceremonies to praise and invoke their gods. Well, incense is offered to God. And the Magi are alluding to the divinity of the child. Jesus isn't just a king among others. He's the king of kings because he is the one to whom even kings offer incense. The one they praise. The one they worship. Jesus is. Is God incarnate. He's fully God and fully man. And the Gospel of John will put this reality into clearer words when he says, you know, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Incense is offered to God alone and the wise men offer it to Jesus. So what about myrrh? All right, myrrh is an oil that's used for anointing. And, you know, obviously Jesus is the Christ. He is the anointed one. But myrrh is an oil that's used to dress wounds and to embalm the dead. And in this sense, it might be considered a little creepy to give a child, but this gift proclaims an important reality about Jesus. He is truly a man, a human being. A God with no body needs no myrrh. But this child receives both frankincense for his praise and myrrh for his body. And this is a prophetic gift that reveals to us something of Jesus' mission. He is a man capable of suffering, and he will die on our behalf. Even as the world gets its first glimpse of the Christ child, we can see something of his mission unfolding. Jesus will join us in our death so that he might raise us to new life. God joins us in our humanity, in our mortality, so that we might share in his divinity. There was a third-century Spanish priest by the name of Juvencus uh, that came up with a, a little ditty about the three gifts. He said, gold, myrrh, and frankincense are the gifts they bring to a man, to a god, and to a king. So the uniqueness of the gifts reflects uh, the uniqueness of who Jesus really is. And I suppose this uniqueness is also reflected in the fact that the Magi, they're, they're not from the tribes of Israel. You know, they're, they're foreigners. They're from a long way away because the king of the Jews is not just king for the Jews. And so even at this early beginning, we can see that uh, the Magi represent us, you know, the ones who aren't of Jewish descent, but who are drawn into the great work of the Messiah. Now, I think at this point, it's probably worth remembering that Jesus isn't the first king that they actually encounter. The first is Herod. The three wise men, you know, they arrive in Jerusalem having followed the star. And I I suppose it's a kind of natural conclusion that you'd make if you're looking for the king of the Jews, go to the city to find him. And they certainly find a king of the Jews, Herod. But what's interesting is that there are a few features about Herod's kingship that that kind of expose the fact that he's a pretender to the throne. You see, the true king of the Jews was supposed to be of the line of David. And he's not. Herod's not, in fact, Jewish at all. Um, He's Idumean, which means that his descendancy actually comes not through Jacob, but through Esau, Isaac's other son. Remember the the hairy one that... uh, that didn't take up his inheritance because he was too busy stuffing his face full of goat. No, Herod claims to be king of the Jews, but he's not. And the Magi recognise that he's not. These gifts most certainly are not for him. The gold of this kingship is not his. And so the wise men, they keep going. And the Star of Bethlehem points still further. Now, what I find particularly beautiful, though, is is what the Magi find when they get to Bethlehem. Only two things. Matthew says, going into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. That's it. Nothing more. But that was enough. Falling to their knees, they did him homage, and they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense. And myrrh. Well, I think on the Feast of the Epiphany, we too are invited into that similar kind of encounter that seeing Jesus and Mary, that we too discover who He truly is in the humble simplicity of a sign, a woman with a child. And knowing who He is, that we too would break open our treasuries and offer to Jesus what is most precious, our own hearts. Because he is the Son of the Father, through whom all things were made, the one who made our hearts. He is the Son of Mary, Jesus, who suffered, died, and rose again for us. He is our King, who came not to be served, but to serve we'll come across plenty of herods in the world but keep going he's not worthy of your most precious gifts keep going until we find the child with his mother Mary thanks for praying with us and may God bless you abundantly so that this day may give glory to God the Father